Hi friends. So I do have an assignment due in an hour, <laughs> but I felt such a strong need to talk and to talk to you about some things that I've discovered recently in our society, some research that I've done, some films that I've just watched, some documentaries that I've absorbed. And I need to talk to you about this. So I want to begin with a verse. Um, actually, it's more of a conversation that happened between uh, Robert Gorian, a nuclear physicist. Um, and um, this is the quote. He says, there is no healing in the material world. There is disease always. There is no question of healing. Their healing is temporary. I'm suffering from some disease. You give me some medicine. Does it mean that there will be no more disease? No. You heal that temporary disease. Again, another disease. So where is the healing? So this is to be taught. Uh, so this is to be thought that healing that is a problem. There is no healing. There's always disease. This disease or that disease. If you prefer this disease, heal. You are cured, and there will be no more disease then you are profited. Another disease, you heal this, another disease, you heal this, another. <laughs> so um, with everything happening globally in our society and in our world today with COVID and um, the, the disease of the mind as well and the disease of the heart and the soul, which people are plagued by all over the world, everybody is plagued by this. Everybody. You can't deny that every single person in the world has at some point needed healing and actually still consecutively does because healing is exponential, right? Even if we um, are completely healed, even if we are uh, one with God mentally, we still have to endure the ups and downs of physical life. So I want to talk to you about this today because there's so much uh, unhealedness in the world. And there's so much corruption in the world. And uh, guess what? Our celebrities and our politicians and our people in charge that we look up to and that we revere very highly are doing just that. They are taking the stage of being a politician. They're taking the stage of being an actor, actress, musician, performer, artist, what have you. Most of them, if they have a name that we know, if they're that famous that we know them, right? Most of them. Um, then that means that they have done something to acquire this fame. There's no such thing as a free lunch, right? And I just want to tell you right now, straight up, <laughs> that um, all of these conspiracy theories um, are not false and actually the term conspiracy was coined by the government at one point and we're not going to get too deep into that because this is not about that but when i tell you there is so much corruption and you don't even have to dig deep to find it it's so prevalent even on a surface level um i mean this from the bottom of my heart people need healing in this world now more than ever there has not been a time in the world ever throughout ages and yugas such as now such as this one that healing is needed the most so let it be known that um, 
The soul, the healing of the soul, is not something that could be found in medication. It cannot be administered through a drug or through an injection of some sort. And it's a very serious issue. And um, (laughs) it is one that we cannot solve unless the individual wants to solve it, him or herself. Because at the end of the day, we do have dominion over our own energy. We do have dominion and control over um, the things that we allow and pay attention to and feed ourselves. So all of these celebrities and politicians and what have you, they chose this life, but they didn't realize right off the bat um, how deep and how dark it actually goes um, because it's pretty bad. (laughs) Um, These people have no peace. And peace is the most important factor one can cultivate in their life. Because having peace, having a peaceful life ensures that at some point the soul will actually uh, begin the path to its own healing and to its own involvement and to its own restoration. So let it be known that fame, money, power, success, all of these things are so unbelievably um, rooted in materialism that they at some point actually become anti-godlike and you don't ever want to be (laughs) anti-godlike in terms of your practices right you don't ever want to be anti-spiritual in terms of your practices of course we cannot replicate god um if that was any question by anyone listening right we can only emulate um the essence of um a fraction, <laughs> just a fraction of um, God's essence. And that too, who are we to even be allowed to do that? So if we have some chance to lift ourselves up from our fallen position, we should be taking any single opportunity available to us. Because it's such a huge problem. people are dying from this and dying death is inevitable right um everyone dies but the thing is that people that die in that condition they don't even get saved (laughs) in their next life what to speak of the life after that and after that and after that right so you fall down more and more into this spiral of materialism like (laughs) we should be doing everything we can you know and I never cry in my podcasts I never cry but this is something that is the most important phenomenon and if everyone in our world could just understand this then we would all be on a mission to inherently rescue ourselves and there's nothing more needed or crucial or beneficial. So, if there's anything that I want to impart upon you um, in this podcast and with me speaking to you right now, it is to have hope. And I cry with hope. <laughs> I cry with intensity. I cry with the um, 
with the reverence of everything that I speak of. I cry with the motivation and determination and need, such a dire need to change the trajectory of people in our world, globally, everywhere. To change the spiritual, mental, emotional, as well as physical trajectory. Because right now we are glorifying the wrong people and the wrong entities. And we are electing reptiles. <laughs> Not really, but we are electing corrupt people in corrupt positions. Actually, if, if we're going to be very clear right now, there's no such thing as election. There's no such thing. If you think that your vote makes a difference in any regard, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that you were fooled to believe that. Everything is done strategically by the people that hold power. This is just something that um, I think society needs to understand and grasp because power is something that is um, so much sought after. But the thing is, unless you are linearly born into it, which is in itself a type of disadvantage, right? Um, unless you are born into that position, you have to claw your way up there. And that involves a lot of sacrifice. And eventually, yes, in some regard, in some way, you do sell your soul. So if you've heard of this before, this is where the term is coined. You perform so many things that you know, get you to where you want to be, but want is different from need, and we often don't recognize our own needs. So it's easy for the human being, for the human entity, for the human brain to want and want and want so many things. It never ends. That is the nature of this material world. It never ends. So what is true satisfaction, complacency, peace? Um, divine a feeling, emotion, right? What is that true prana? Being situated with God, alongside God, in some regard. Now in the physical realm, we are inherently physically separate from God. But, <laughs> but we do not have to be mentally, emotionally, or spiritually separate from God. This is where, this is where, <laughs> Everything comes into play. This is where your own strength and your own inner power comes into play. Because your power is given to you only by God. And when you go back to Him is when you realize the full potential of your power. Number one, the pure potential. And then number two, you also realize the giver of that power. And you also realize that, hey, you actually don't hold any of it in your two material fragile paper hands you don't everything is being given to us all of the time and krishna god reciprocates with our desires this is your so-called law of attraction and actually this is written in scripture god will whatever you want god can give it to you if you want it bad enough if you pray for it bad enough if you do any so-called rituals for it uh, in reverence to the divine, right? And the divine has many forms as well. Many forms. I'm going to go a little bit dark here, so brace yourself. Um, in Christianity, um, you know, the devil is believed to be an entity. 
But <laughs> how can the devil exist without God? Right? If God is truly everything all-pervading source, then the devil must come from him too. So, by definition, by essence, because God is overpowering everything, all things, all the time, God is also swallowing, encompassing the devil, <laughs> creating the devil. Wouldn't you agree? So we have to look at this from a very logical perspective. You know, we can't um, live in fantasy anymore of any such idealism of anything that is idealistic, anything regarding um, political parties, you know, like anything regarding false religion. We should not. We should not allow ourselves to stoop so low as to buy and believe any fairy tale that is not bona fide. Disney does a thing in their movies and in their cartoons where they actually uh, prime little children from a very young age. It's terrible. This is the entertainment industry for you. They prime children from a very young age to watch things that are potentially traumatic. For example, in most Disney cartoon fairy tales, you will notice a recurring theme in which the child is separated from their parent. Either the parent dies, like in The Lion King, in Bambi, or the child has to go away and live with step-parents like Cinderella. There's no real, true, um, caring, nurturing upbringing. And that's traumatic. Why should a child ever have to watch and see that, right? And what does the entertainment industry control? Well, everything, right? They go by very few select names and they control Disney, which controls um, also NBC, ABC, BBC. <laughs> Come on, man. It's so funnily obvious. It's so hilariously obvious that everything is being controlled by the same overarching entity um, on a materialistic level. So it's terrible that they feed these things to young children. Why do they do that? You know, why do they feel the need to instill terror uh, in a human being so young? Well, because when a child undergoes, uh, sorry, undergoes some sort of visual trauma like that, um, what happens is that they grow up to um, uh, be a split personality in a way, to have some sort of split personality, or to overglorify um, violence, or that they are um, eventually very much desensitized as well, right? Um, violence is so prevalent in video games. Meat eating is so prevalent at the dinner tables. When is this going to stop? <laughs> When is this going to stop? What kind of cannibalistic age, era, place are we living in? Seriously. Thou shall not kill thy neighbor. What does that mean? Does that mean Bob next door? Or does that mean every single neighbor that you coexist with all of the time? The rats, the cats, the dogs, the animals, the mice, the spiders. Why do we kill spiders? Why? Like, I just want to know, you know, I, I <laughs> can't believe it. 
like even as a child i would watch my friends even my parents um take like take out bugs like right in front of me and i would go literally just take it outside like why do you have to kill it you know just some food for thought it's not about changing the world it's not about changing the world it's about changing the individual consciousness because that is how we are going to change the world do you understand we are the world individually <laughs> we are there's no separation between me or you or the rest of our global population there is no difference fame money power like i mentioned before anything actually that is rooted in materialism vanity um even to some degree um you know sexuality all of these things are brought on by the physical body <laughs> all of these things are temporary because the body is temporary I'm sorry, I'm not <laughs> trying to yell. So what is the need to divulge, to get distracted by these things, to entertain these things? Low vibrational thoughts, bro. That's what they are. That's what they are. That's why I'm so strict with myself, you know, just personally. I put myself on a ban from so many things, I ban myself. Literally, I ban myself. And then after a while, I don't even remember what I ban myself from anymore because I just don't even do it or think about it or anything. It's, it's a habit. Everything is a habit. Eating meat is a habit. Simultaneously, not eating meat ever again is a habit. Or cheese or any animal product. Because, you know, these animals are tortured for all of their products. There's so many animal products. Why? There's so many other products too. Why do we have to eat animal products? You could eat plant products. Do you know that plants ex um, excrete natural oils? Did you know that? That we can cook with and use? Did you know that almonds can be crushed to actually make up the same consistency as milk? Actually, it's better than milk because milk doesn't have anything in it other than um, GMOs and chemicals and just a lot of stuff that honestly i don't even know like what's in milk i feel like it's just like pain soup like that's how i see milk like pain soup like a you want some of this like dyed chemically dyed like it's terrible i'm sorry <laughs> 11 11 so if there's anything that anyone ever can take away from me right here right now it is that anything material is always going to be temporary and is always going to give you grief at the end always there is a quote in shastra that says anything that first tastes like poison but then later becomes sweet is true knowledge um, and is truly beneficial to the human mind and then simultaneously, anything that is first sweet, um, later on tastes like poison and should be avoided. It's saccharine. It's tempting. It looks so shiny and prepackaged and glittery. Of course it does. 
Of course it does. Why? Of course it does. Why would it not? You know, if if everything around you is trying to get you to believe something, you should be um, at your heightened, uh, at your most heightened awareness when it comes to questioning that. No matter what it is. Right? Um, I'm someone that is in college right now. I'm in my last few months of college, two months actually, and then I'm done with college, which is insane. Um, so, right, now that I've done this, now that I went to college, I can tell you from a firsthand perspective that no one in our society today needs college, period. It is a way, in, in a way, it is a way to condition it is a way to dull the creativity of the mind to some degree. Of course, you know, if you are thrifty and if you are somebody that um, does not operate too much based off of emotion, you can find ways to be even more creative, actually, with the work that they give you, which is something that I've done here and there, right? Um, and you can find ways to connect it to larger scale influences that you actually discover on your own. And then you have a very spiritual connection with your workload and with life itself. So it's actually really cool. But, you you know, I had to train myself to do that. And it wasn't easy. And I went through a lot of struggle before that and even during. So I'm just going to tell you right now that whatever society tells you is good for you, please question it. Whatever society paints a beautiful picture of. <laughs> because why, why does, you know, why would the government care about its people? Does our country look like a moral one to you? Are we upstanding in our communities? Do we care for one another openly? No, I don't think so. Not really. Everything is so individualistic now. We have our own uh, phones and identities and jobs and egos. And it's so difficult to even coexist, to even um, have solid friends in this world today. Yes, ask me about that. Ask me about friends. I know about friends all the way. I know about friends all the way. Because I love people. I love people so much. Like every person in my life so deeply. And then often it's been met with non-reciprocation. <laughs> Which is like an entirely different topic. <laughs> but yeah... I'm not idealistic, I'm honest, and like I said before, it's the individual consciousness that is the key to source consciousness itself, and once we harness the power of our own individual consciousness, we can change ourselves and our future generations and the world, and we could heal, at the end of the day, we could heal ourselves and everyone else simultaneously and this is the goal of human life anyway to uplift why because it's service in its own regard any service that we can do must be done and must be accounted for and must be performed because it is our duty it is very rare to take on the life of a human being it is very rare and if we have this position not a moment should be wasted not a moment should be wasted in materialism. Not a moment should be wasted in distraction. Not a moment should be wasted in over-glorification of the false. So that's my two cents. Hope this wasn't too intense. 
Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> and I will talk to you on the next one.